Welcome to the Step Change Podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast series is about sharing thoughts with you to help you in the development of your own business. And this Step Change Podcast is around the hot topic of sales. In this podcast, I'm sharing an interview with James White, the Sales Mentor and the founder of the Sales Success Academy. Back in October 2020, James joined me with many other experts as we recorded a live stream event entitled Bounce Back from Lockdown. Sales is such an important topic for all of us in business, especially as we're now going to be bouncing back from another lockdown. So I thought it'd be good to share this informative interview with you. In this podcast, James is going to be talking about the fears of selling and the common mistakes that are made in sales. He's also going to share some of his tips from his 12-step model, and he's going to be getting you to think about how we can build a business pipeline and also how you can sell what it is that you're really worth. Now, I found this interview myself really insightful, full of informative tips. So I encourage you to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, as I'm sure you want to take some notes around the thoughts that he's going to share that will help you to sell your product or your service. So let's take a listen to this interview with James White, the sales mentor. Welcome, James. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. Really good opportunity. And so uh, thanks for the the chance to to come and be in this environment, which is safe and secure and great. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us. And so just to kick off, can you just tell us briefly a little bit about how you support businesses and help businesses? Definitely. You know, small businesses are a passion of mine. I've, I've created a number of them. I invest in a number of them. And many of them struggle and have a lot of anxieties as a result of basically not being in enough business. And sales is king. If you haven't got sales in your business, you um, everything else uh, has a limited impact. So I um, spent my time now mentoring, coaching, training, and giving clients the ability to sell more in the right way. So selling can be done in a a bad way and a right way. My approach is the right way. And um, we give them the right tips and tools to sell and grow their business and and just be in a position where they, I I say to people, I sell fat bank balances, I sell happiness, I sell time with family because you're not worried about paying the bills because you haven't got a business coming in. So Mm. yeah, that's what I do and I love it. Brilliant. And when I talk sales to people, you're a name on the people's lips locally. So it was great to have you join us this morning. My first question is really, what are your biggest fears that you have about selling as we move into a recession? So I guess whether it's my biggest, I don't, I'm, I, in terms of what are the biggest fears I have, I guess um, I'm, I don't necessarily have any myself, but I think the fears that a lot of small businesses have around selling during a recession, there's a number of things that go people through people's mind. I've actually just done a small video series around sort of the fears of, um, there's a fear generally around uh the reaction that they're going to get. Oh, well, I can't talk to someone or I, I can't pick up the phone to someone or, you know, what if I disturb them? So there's a worry about a reaction. There's a worry about rejection. People don't like rejection. They feel that, oh, it's me being rejected personally and, 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 and they're going to tell me that they don't want to work with me. So they have that fear of rejection. They also have a fear of reputation. Yeah, so I call it, you know, people, oh, I don't want to be seen as a salesperson. I don't want to be seen as this person that's actually you know, literally being cheesy and the sort of used car salesman with the jacket open and they worry about that. And and the, and the you know, one of the other fears I say is, is about rules. People have these rules of preconceived ideas of what sales is. Invariably, they're not actually what, what sales is all about. Sales is about two things, really, in my mind, um, that people can do effectively, or three things. Building great emotional connections and relationships, great EQ, listening and asking great questions. Excellent. Uh, and I, I do agree with most of the people I talk to about sales. It's a mindset thing mm. uh, quite often. So what are the most common mistakes that you see small businesses making then when it comes to sales? Um, quite a few. There's some natural ones I see. Firstly, I think they 
try and sell too early. That's the first thing I see a lot of the time. People, they will literally try and engage with someone and focus on selling to them before that person's ready. So I have a model habit has sales like dating. I say to people, if you went on a first date with someone and they asked you to marry you, you'd be like, oh, back off. So it's no different in selling. And there's a video I share on my YouTube channel around how sales is a process we have to go through. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they, they focus on trying to sell too early. Uh, another big mistake that people focus on is they focus on themselves and what they want, not what the prospect wants. So their focus is about, well, I need to sell because I need to bring income in for me and for what I need to do. And prospects don't really care about you. They don't care a monkeys about what you do. They only care about the impact you can make for them. So I think the second thing is that focus and the mistake of not on, it's not about you, it's about your prospect. And then that third thing, like I said, is around people have this mistake that sales is about, you know, gift of the gab and talking. And, you know, people say to me, oh, you could sell ice to the Eskimos. It's not about what I talk and say. It's about how I listen and I probe and use questioning. And most uh Business owners generally aren't very good at that sales question angle. They feel it complicated or difficult. And then the fourth thing, probably the final thing, is they don't prepare. So you know you're going to get a certain response. If you put a proposal in, you're going to get a response that might say, I'll have to think about it. Or you might get a response that says, oh, the price is a bit high. So what do you do? Do you let your brain go, oh, I don't know what to say? Or do you prepare because you know it's coming and deal with it? So those are the four probably core mistakes I'd say most small businesses make. And on the academy and the work I do, we help them overcome those four and, and get themselves in a great position where they can really get the results they want from handling and tackling those you know, four, four areas. Yeah, interesting. I was joking with a client yesterday that uh, sales is a bit like dating. You know, like you say, you wouldn't just dive straight in. Um, it's exactly it. And if you look at ahead on the issue, channel, it's, I have a 12 thought stage model around it. It's exactly that. You you also wouldn't go into a dating, a you know, classic example again, and one of the other things that businesses fail at is that, for businesses fail at is they say, Oh, well, you know, and I made this mistake. I'm the biggest mistake I made with one of my previous businesses. They try and target everyone. And, you know, I say to people, you wouldn't go on a date. Uh, if you, let's say you were going to go start dating and go from 18 to 80, yeah, you'd have a criteria of the perfect person for you. Sales is no different. We just need to know who that criteria is. And sales, when you literally have a scattergun approach, is destined for failure. Whereas if you've got an approach, I know I'm good for that group of people. I know I can basically solve a problem or want for those people. And I'm able to add value to them. You'll get you'll get the right results. I like the um, comment you just made about knowing what the potential outcomes of your discussion may be, potentially around objections, mm. being able to bounce back those objections. Yeah, you have to because they're coming. I mean, most there are five or six, maybe seven or eight, you know, common objections that businesses get in general. Most of it is around I'm not interested. I have time. I've already got a provider cost, whatever. So, so, so you've got those there. So the question is, how do you deal with that? How do you, you can use your brain, your amygdala and your brain has a fight or flight mechanism. We all know, right? If someone comes in and you know, runs into this room and starts to, you know, good for God forbid, but do something, we'd be like, right, do I stand up or do I go away? Your brain is the same when it comes to sales conversations. So the, those that are really wanting, those that have joined the academy and want to get better at sales will say, absolutely, I want to be able to learn how to deal with that more effectively. And it can be done. Um, and it's not about trying to become some sales guru, but it's just about having mechanisms that can enable you to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So right now, coming out the mm. other side of lockdown, which is the theme of the event, um, businesses have probably had to rebuild their pipeline or even start all over again. So how can businesses be more effective in creating an, their pipeline? It's a great question, Mike. And the honest answer is take action. So I always say to people, sales is driven on two things, the action that you take and how you take the action. And the reality is uh, I, I talk about fat funnels. You know, so fat funnels are literally having – Lots and lots of people at the top of your funnel, lots and lots of people that want to engage with you and what you do. And if you're not taking action, and, and firstly, there's this concept that, you know, well, I'll put a few things out there socially and it will come to me. Boosh. 
excuse me, I'm not allowed to swear, maybe I'm bullshit, but I will. It's, it's rubbish. It doesn't happen that way. You have to take action. You have to be able to be proactive in developing a plan that says, who am I going after? How can I then be, why am I a perfect fit for those people? What tools have I got to be able to engage with those people? What value can I give? I have this concept of show value before vanity. And you've got to be in a position where you, you don't, if you expect the business to come to you, I'm sorry to say, you're going to be sadly mistaken. You've got to be proactive, but do it in the right way. And generally in sales, the work we do now will have an effect in two to three months' time. So my question to people now is, what value are you adding to your prospects and to your pipeline right now? Because that value, if you keep on adding value and keep on engaging and listening and understanding, will start to deliver results in two to three months' time. But if you don't do the work now, don't be surprised if, if the pipeline looks empty in a couple of months' time as well. Thanks for mentioning value, because that's actually my next question, because I saw a social post that you shared, and you share some great stuff socially, whether it's videos or comments or your little walks that you do. Um, and it was a social post that said, how to sell your value and never be concerned about the price you charge. And um, speaking to people right now, I'm seeing that people are worried about their pricing in the current climate. So mm. what tips were you sharing in, in that social post? And, and share now? Yeah, no, I do share a lot of stuff on you know, social media. Follow, you know, if you get a chance, James White Sales, I'm sure Mike will share some of the details of that. But the, the, selling value is about being able to do a number of things. I think it's firstly about being able to know where you're perfect and where you're a sweet spot for. So I always say to people, people only buy for two reasons, a problem or a want. And the reality is it's never the price that's the issue. It's just that they don't value it enough. Now, obviously, there is a level to that. If you, you know, you wouldn't go into a Range Rover garage and, and ask for a car, a range, a brand new Range Rover, the same price as a Hyundai. So you have to have a, 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 a target audience that you work with and engage. And I think one of the challenges that most business owners have, again, and again, I, I say this from my own mistakes in businesses that I've had, is that you're not specific enough about the audience and who they are and why they're going to, why what you do makes a real difference in their world. And when you're quite niched and quite targeted. And if you look at a lot of the best businesses that have grown up over the years, you know, people talk about Tony Robbins, this great, incredible, motivational speaker. He started off as a, someone that helped people stop smoking. So he was a niche focus and then built his, you know, Richard Branson, Alan Sugar. They've all started as a niche and built up from there. So if you want to gain value, be, be really something to someone rather than everything to everyone is, this, is the first point. And the second element around that is, is, is show value and give them, give them things that make them think when you phone or when they see your email drop in their inbox, that you're valuable, you're helpful, you're someone that adds to their world, you're someone that makes them think, I didn't know that, that's useful, that's helpful. When you do that, you build value in the mind of people, and as a result of that, you can then start to be really quite clear about being able to say, this is what I charge and what I do and the impact it has. And then the third thing is, talk about that business case and that impact. If you, if you charge £5,000 a day and your company or the company you're selling or working with sells widgets at a penny a day, you're going to need to sell a large amount of them to be able to make that value. Mm -hmm. So think in their world, look at it from their perspective and how they will use what you do to be able to, to gain a return. Because ultimately, they're generally going to only buy when they can see a return on investment. Mm -hmm. And when you start thinking like them and what they're going through and what they would do, you can then start to... to, to to, to really get them to see that value and hopefully then share it. And the final thing, and I say about value is prices. Little tip for everyone watching: repeat your price on a regular basis. So I will say to clients I work with, repeat your price. I will tell I will tell clients to repeat their price literally 30, 40, 50 times in a day. They sometimes want to they want to come over and punch me in the face because they're fed up with me asking. But what it means is that your brain then, when someone asks you your price, you're able to say, "Well, my price is five thousand pounds a day." Mm. And someone says, "Well, that's too expensive." Really? Okay, compared to what? So actually, because you're so comfortable and confident in the language you use about that pricing, prospects feed off your uncertainty. And so when you're confident about it, 
and because you've repeated it, repeated it so many times, it, it enables you to then you know show them that yeah you are confident about it because you can deliver a return for them. But don't go after everyone and everyone. That's probably the big thing for that. If you if you go after everyone and everyone, they'll you won't get that same value. Yeah, and I love I love that piece that you just been sharing there. There's some some great tips in in, in that piece certainly for me. One of the things I'm also seeing with business owners, and you, you mentioned it a little bit, is if I sort of push out a social media post or if I send a direct mail campaign, it, it just happened for me. Mm. But actually, you've got to get on the phone sometimes, haven't you, and make those calls, whether you want to call them sales calls or or not. Um, and even if it's just in a follow-up of a quote you've done, you mm. know, I see some business owners even fearful of that. So what tips would you share to help people overcome the fear of using the telephone? Great. It's great. And I, use, I have a quote I say to people, you know, you don't email the fire brigade if your house is on fire. So especially if you're in lockdown and the business isn't going where you want to go, then you need to take the right action. A couple of things you need to do. If it's a first, there's two types of calls. If it's, a, if, if it's a first, what I call targeted call. Cold calling is dead. Targeted calling is not. Targeted calling is when you know there's a specific audience that you're perfect for and you've got evidence and examples of other people similar to them that you've helped. If you want to be able to engage with those people, there are some scripts and there's some outlines on my website. Have a look, jameswhite.business, where you can get, a, the key thing is to prepare and prepare in the right way for those calls. Do a bit of practice, do a bit of role play, talk into the mirror, get yourself feeling comfortable to make those calls and to handle the objection which will come back saying, which will be, can you call me back? Or I'm not interested. You're going to get them. So how do you respond to that? So that's the first thing. In terms of the other types of calls, yeah, I mean, I get people a lot of the time, they say, oh, I've emailed someone. I'm like, okay, great, so what's going to happen now? And they'll say, oh, well, I'll wait for them to email me back. And I'm like, right, so every week that goes by and every end of month comes and the mortgage and whatever else is not being paid or the business is, is not getting there and the wage bill is higher, you're going to wait for them. Sales is all about being in control of your own destiny. So don't let other people control your sales targets and your sales numbers. Be driven by it yourself. And so I always say to people, get on the phone, talk to people. And if they say, if they can't give you a commitment to give a time and date um, or don't want to come back to you, then you've got to actually look in the mirror and assess that. Is it because they don't really interested and they're just being nice and British and polite? Or is it just because they've got other stuff on? Little tip for everyone watching this, never end a sales conversation without having a definitive date and time for the next sales activity to happen. So if I was going to talk to you and say, look, really, really appreciate chatting to you today, Mike, and I think we've had a great conversation. I'd love to follow up with you and talk about the next stages. How does next Tuesday at 4 p.m. sound? If someone won't give you that commitment back, there's a disconnect between you, what you think and they think, and you're better off to know that early than you are to hope that they're going to be a prospect and then you know, not take action. But 100%, get on the phone. The phone is our best business tool. And anyone that says it's dead is talking rubbish. Excellent. And um, just finally, I've asked you a few questions myself in terms of what I wanted to know and I think what the audience would like to know. But what tips would you give um, a business, other than what we've spoken about already, coming out of lockdown, wanting to emerge with ability to maximise those opportunities in front of us? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time, lockdown. I'm, I'm a big believer that uh, those that, so, so firstly, learn to sell. Um, I, I did a series around how to thrive, not survive in a recession. And I think what you're doing here is great. Learn to sell. If you can sell, it can help you in many areas of, of life. Um, be proactive about giving and, and, and supporting people. But I guess from a business perspective, just maybe just be a bit more you know, careful around making sure when you, you make investment decisions that you're going to get the return that you want or know what that's going to look like or have some OKRs or you know, objectives and key results that you're saying, right, I'm going to invest this, but I'm looking to get that, that element back. Use data more as well, I think, would be a really good thing I'd say. I'm generally, I've learned this quite a bit. I tend to be quite an emotional person because I'm in, in, in the sales environment, but I've had to get better at saying, right, actually, let's look at the facts. 
you know, I could do a longer video, but if a three minute video works better than a 10 minute video, I need to do more three minute videos. So look at, because of the audience re results. So look at data a bit more and look at the facts and make the things. And, and then the third thing is continue to invest in yourself. One of the big things around lockdown is that, you know, people have the chance to learn. You know, you can learn whether it's marketing, sales, you know, legal stuff, HR, whatever it is. There are so many resources out there. So continue to invest and, and learn and, and do things. Learning is the path to, to, to getting the results you want. And uh, if, you, if you do that, you're going to be in, in really good shape. And I know you've got some great experts that will, will share some of their thoughts around that stuff as well. But it's difficult, sure. The, the economic climate is going to become tough for the next 12 to 18 months. You've got, I always have this finish this thing when I say to people, you have a choice. Eat will be eaten. You can either be eaten by the world and it will spit you out and put you around the sidelines, or you can decide that, no, I'm going to take control and eat. And I use that with my within my Sales Success Academy of eat or be eaten. And I help people eat because, do you know what? The alternative is not very palatable. <laughs> great tips, James. Brilliant. As, a, as I expected today, you shared some great thoughts uh, with the audience, some great tips as always. Um, you shared some some links to where people can follow you a little bit more, mm. whether that's socially or on your website. And as I've said before, there's some great stuff that you share. So thanks for doing that. I've followed you for a number of years. We go back a number of years. Yeah, actually, I was a, a reseller for one of your old businesses. Yeah. And that's when I really got engaged with um, your content and, um, and the expertise you're sharing and actually helped me in terms of development. And so really appreciate that. Thanks for sharing this with you today. Just to tell us one more time, that website with, needs people to go and have a look at definitely uh, you can follow me on social media insta facebook linkedin twitter at james white sales or one word or head over to jameswhite.business lots of free resources um head over to the youtube channel i do a video every saturday morning lots of free videos and resources again simple focus to help you get better at selling if you can't sell you're in trouble learn to sell brilliant james thanks very much thank much you much for the opportunity appreciate you us well i hope like me you found the interview with james insightful informative and hopefully there's a nugget or two within that content for you I found it really interesting when James explored and extended upon the questions that I asked him, especially around the fears that people have and the mistakes that are often made within sales. Really insightful pieces for me were firstly about how you could build a pipeline. I think it's going to be so critical for businesses bouncing back from lockdown. And the key points for me were around taking action and making sure that we're adding value to our prospects. And I'd also add that in terms of making sure that you remain relevant to your prospects because I personally think that from my observations, there's going to be many business customers that have a different post-COVID customer to what they were pre-COVID. And also there was the point that he explored around selling what you're really worth. And that's really an important point that I always talk to my clients about. Have a specific audience. What's your niche? What's your vertical market? Are you clear about your buyer persona profile? And James, for me, shared some great tips around this. So just repeating with what James closed with, I encourage you, as James said, is to learn to sell, invest in yourself, take guidance, take tips, take learning, and be the best that you can be at selling. Sometimes I see businesses, particularly at the startup stage, who want to spend more time doing the planning of their delivery and just to be 100% perfect rather than just getting out there and selling. My point is that actually, if you can't sell, to your customers and your stakeholders, then I could argue that the business isn't perhaps going to go where you want it to be. And it's pointless working on all those plans until you get some customers. So sell first. And I'd argue that most of us actually as entrepreneurs are always selling our business, whether that's to our customers, to our team, or to our stakeholders. As always, I hope you found this podcast useful. Thank you for listening to my latest Step Change podcast please do subscribe to my podcast via your favorite player. And as always, 
as we release a new episode, you'll be one of the first to know.